0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the simple
1: truths about simple faith. Maybe you've heard of the man who rolled a wheelbarrow on a tight wire across Niagara Falls. And as he got to the other side, people were cheering, cheering. And he said, you think I can do it again? Oh, yes, yes. He looked down to a man that was close to him and says, get in the wheelbarrow. man backed off. You see, words are cheap. Faith is confident. Sure.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Have you ever stopped to think why you do what you do? Well, we go to school so we can get a job, so we can earn a living. But is that all life is about? Today, Pastor Xavier takes us on a journey in God's Word to help explain the more important things of life. Take a moment and look up the book of Hebrews as we begin today's simple truth study titled, We
1: Live by Faith. Oswald Chambers said the following about faith Our Lord did not rebuke his disciples for making mistakes, but for not having faith. The two things that astonished him were little faith and great faith. Faith is not in what Jesus Christ can do, but in himself. And anything he can do is less than himself. That is so good. This is exactly what the author to the Hebrews is trying to have these Hebrew Christians do. Is to believe in Jesus Christ by faith. Not in some formula. Not in some kind of self-reality. But in him. Because it's easy to go from believing in a person to using a person, isn't it? It's just a hair's difference. And as human beings, we get caught up with how to use God just like we use people. No different. That danger's always there, every one of us. The focus has to be faith in Jesus, that I trust him, just like a son trusts his father in his love, that his father will be there for him to do what he can. He's not always going to do what he wants, but he knows his father will do what's best for him. And that's the entrustment we have in Jesus by faith, that he is in control of our lives. And so we commit ourselves to him wholeheartedly in faith. True to the structure of the book of Hebrews, if you've been following the study, it's like an extended telescope again. He's just finished talking about their life in faith and perseverance at the end of chapter 10, verse 38. And now his focus is on faith. And he goes through a thorough exposition of faith in chapter 11 through what is commonly known as the Hall of Faith. And he does this by quoting Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. And now he expounds it through the whole chapter. The entire purpose of Paul, as you know, in this, this chapter is to encourage these Hebrew Christians who were thinking of going back to the law to continue in faith looking to Jesus for their forgiveness, for their redemption. He's the high priest. And he does this through the catalog of heroes here of faith, through perseverance, through afflictions, even through martyrdom. And he uses their past history to encourage them. Therefore, Paul, the author here, describes faith from a threefold perspective in verse 1 through 3. Let me read it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. A threefold perspective of faith. First, you have the ingredient of faith in verse 1. Secondly, you have the process of faith, verse 2. Then you have the product of faith in verse 3. Ladies, you've made cakes. You've gotten ingredients. You've got a process. You end up with a product. Here it is. One, two, three. The ingredients of faith is given to us in verse 1. Notice the essence of faith is described as the substance of things hoped for. The word faith appears in the book of Hebrews. More than any other book of the New Testament except for the book of Romans. In Romans it appears 38 times. Here in the book of Hebrews it appears 32 times. In this chapter, chapter 11, it only appears this one time. No other. The word faith means conviction of the truth. When you say you have faith, there is a certainty, there is a conviction of fact and truth and reality. Faith is First described, notice, to be the substance of things hoped for. And the word substance um, means confidence or assurance in the Greek. The root word means to stand under a foundation, the idea of being firm and stable. Jesus spoke many times about having a firm foundation, that which is built on the rock. This is the root word, the foundation, something solid, It appears five times in the New Testament, and three of those times we find it in the book of Hebrews. In the opening of the chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 3, it is used to assure that Jesus was the express image of his person. There's the word, hupotasis, same word. The real being, the exact representation, and the impression of God the Father. A very confident assurance that's who Jesus was, chapter 1, verse 3. Then in chapter 3, verse 14, in the third chapter, it's used of their past confident confession of Jesus as Messiah. Listen to him: For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence, hupotasis, same word, steadfast to the end. Now some have translated this word, the title deed of things hoped for. The hope of the believer is not, I hope so. The hope of the believer is, I know so. Often you ask me, well, how you doing? I I hope it works out. And they got all kinds of question marks and a worried look. The hope of the believer is, I know so. It's a fact. The confident assurance of faith is in things noted, expected. Those things hoped for things expected as being a fact especially these hebrew christians that he's speaking to the fact that the death of jesus was for their sins faith in that the resurrection of jesus faith in that of his high priesthood in heaven faith in that that the return of jesus faith in that they have nothing to do with this they believe what god has revealed Hope always looks to the future and faith commits itself being confidently assured. You see people going to jump off of a bridge, bungee jumping. (laughs) Very confident. But every once in a while, somebody slips out of it or something happens. What a picture of faith in God, jumping off that thing. It seems crazy jumping down. There's rocks underneath, everything else, but because they have faith in that rope. They have faith in that elastic. Hmm. The expectation is noticed in the plural things. There are many things that God had promised to these Hebrew Christians. Many. Now, notice the essence of faith is described as the evidence of. Things not seen also. The ingredient. Here's a second one. The word evidence means conviction again. Persuasion or proof. It is objective hope. Notice that. It is not subjective. It is something God has revealed or promised. And it's believing and acted on as proof of the reality which will unfold in God's appointed time. God has said that this is going to happen. He says there's going to be an Antichrist on the world who's going to rule the whole world. I haven't seen it, but I know it's going to happen. It's a fact. This is the emphasis of the entire chapter. Faith is active in obedience. The thing that hinges this chapter and the previous one together is the quote of Habakkuk. In chapter 10, verse 38, he's quoting Habakkuk 2, 4. The just shall live by faith. And if you know anything about Habakkuk, Habakkuk was that prophet who didn't, who wanted, forgot to show him what he was going to do. He was seeing all the evil and everything else, and God said he was going to use the Babylonians to punish the, the Israelites, and he couldn't believe it. So he went from complaint to confusion. How can this be? You're holy. How can you use them for us? And as he waited upon this tower, he went from confusion to commitment and faith knowing that God would bring Israel back. He hadn't seen it. Complain, confusion, commitment, and faith. This prophet is quoted in three books. Romans, Galatians, Hebrews. Romans, the just, justification. Galatians, shall live. Hebrews, by faith. It's quoted nowhere else. The incentive behind the life of faith is tied to the previous verse of chapter 10, verse 38, verse 37. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. The second coming of Jesus Christ is the greatest incentive for holy living and for committing myself to faith in him, believing him. When that wanes, churches become lukewarm, and so do Christians. Churches and Christians become compromising, They become lethargic. They become indifferent. They begin to live carelessly. In other words, faith is the assured, confident expectation and conviction of things not seen as if one had seen them. I think the 27th verse of this chapter epitomizes the concept of the description of faith here in verse 1. By faith... He forsook Egypt, speaking of Moses, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him, here it is, who is invisible. Seeing him who is invisible. These Hebrew Christians were to be confidently persuaded regarding their hope in Jesus and his return as Messiah. Faith is not a leap into darkness, but a step into the light. Maybe you've heard of the man who rolled a wheelbarrow on a tight wire across Niagara Falls. And as he got to the other side, people were cheering, cheering. And he said, Do you think I can do it again? Oh, yes, yes. He looked down to a man that was close to him and said, Get in the wheelbarrow. The man backed off. You see, words are cheap. Faith is confident, assured, it acts. Faith is always related to the result of God's objective revelation of truth, by the way. If it's going to be biblical faith, um, he's already told us that in chapter 10, verse 36 to 39. It's to the revelation of God. If my faith is going to be biblical, it has to be related to God's word. Faith is the key from the beginning of the letter about God. And what he has spoken. Chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, uh, he says that, that God spoke at different times in different manners to the f- fathers, through the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to his son, Christ Jesus. So God has spoken. He began with the prophets. Now he's speaking through his son. It's what he has revealed that we are to believe. In fact, Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I am believing faith biblically. It must have the objective truth of the word of God. There's a lot of people say that they have it. Oh, I believe God's going to do this. I believe this. I believe that. But it's not in the word of God. So they live their life through their emotions and their feelings and through philosophies and a lot of mixtures of biblical truths and the world. And these are people in the church. And if you're not grounded if you don't know the word of God then you're going to live your life by your own concept by your own ideas of education or the world or anything else you must know the word of God Faith is the result of a personal relationship with the living God not some magical formula So in other words I don't just use God now, there's a lot of that going on today. We'll get into a little bit as we move on. But listen to the prayer of Jesus in, in John 17, 17. He says, Sanctify them through thy word. Your word is truth. Set them apart with your word. So we study the word of God so we can grow in the grace of God so we can become mature. In fact, you know, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, correction, instruction. reproof, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto every good work. It is the word of God that's going to make me a godly man. A man of faith. Faith through the word is activated by the agent of the Holy Spirit, as you know. And the person is the instrument. Who at times is an active participant. At other times, he's a passive participant. And at other times, he's both passive and active as a participant. So there's no absolute rule. But it begins with the fact that faith believes what God has revealed. Abraham believed God his revelation and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Paul says in Romans 4.3. He just believed God. He didn't do anything about it. He just believed that God was going to do it all. And then here in, Roman, in uh, Hebrews 11.8, it says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. So now faith takes action. It obeys. Now it's active. You remember the paralytic in Mark 2, 5, that there was no room for in, the, in the door to bring him in, so they went up in the roof, they took the roof apart, and they let him down? Listen to the words of Jesus. Jesus said, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Their faith, who? The faith of his friends. His faith was passive. Their faith was active. Interesting. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. She says, if only I can touch his garment, I shall be made well. And Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour, Matthew 9, 21 and 22. Her faith was active. There's personal liberties that we have in non-moral areas and non-ethical areas. And each of us have to make those decisions. Some of you feel free to have a TV. Some of you really don't believe you can have a TV. And there are Christians like that. Some would feel free to go out on their anniversary and and dance a slow dance with their wife and not be stumbled. Others wouldn't think of it. they think they'd go to hell. have weak consciences, okay? So we're not talking about somebody having a right to commit adultery and getting drunk or anything. We're not talking about that kind of stuff, okay? So Paul puts it this way. In, uh, in Romans 14, and 23. He says, um, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. If you are not free to do what you're supposed to do in the Lord, if your conscience is defiled, in something, then don't do it. It becomes sin to you. So in those gray areas, you have to be true to your conscience. All right? Don't be judging others. There's liberties in so, such areas. But if you do something, and it's not a faith, then it becomes sin to you. Faith is greatly misunderstood by many today in the church. Faith does not give or create the reality or things, but is trusting God in what He has revealed. This is due now to a lot of philosophical ideas that have filtered in the last 30, 40 years with self-esteem, believing in yourself, Eastern mysticism. Uh, We become a nation that really we are atheistic and we're even God-haters. And I think that our public educational system is one of the big proponents that that brainwashes the youth in that. And so now you've got an entire generation that believes in themselves and and if if, if they can uh, think good about themselves and, and, and believe in themselves enough, just listen to TV, listen to interviews, listen to whatever you want. And it's all about me. And that's not what faith is. That's foolishness to trust in yourself. Now, have confidence in who you are, but you're not trusting your abilities. That's not faith. Today, even within the church, there's great air being taught under the guise of biblical faith through the movement of the word faith movement, seed faith, positive confession, with many of the, these individuals having some of the biggest churches in the, in the nation and the world. And yet they use God as some kind of genie. And that is your divine right to be healthy and wealthy. And if you can only name it and claim it, and if you can just think positively and speak Positively, because after all, you know, the spoken word, and we'll get into that in the in the third verse, it creates your reality. That's not what it's about. That's not biblical faith. Faith believes what is revealed in scripture, past, present, and future, as objective truth in context, not as subjective interpretation for your own benefit. No. Faith believes the revelation of God for the past, trust for the present, and has confident assurance about the future apart from sight. That's biblical faith. And so the ingredient of faith is confident certainty. I know that I'm saved. I know my sins are forgiven. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to sleep the way I do. Who in the right mind would believe, after having done all that they've done, that they can stand before a holy God apart from having a Savior who paid for those sins. You'd be crazy. I know I will never have to give an account for any of those sins of the past because of Jesus Christ. The ingredients of faith is confident certainty. And notice, secondly, you have the process of faith. Verse 2. These Hebrew Christians had a rich heritage. They had great Responsibility and accountability. Men who had faith in God for impossible things are recorded here. Men who, who had faith in God despite the difficulties of life. Men who died having faith in God. The elders, notice, were these Christian Hebrews' example. They had a rich history of the past. It's always great to have someone who's gone before you, who's done something before you, who you can look to. The term elder, uh, presbyteros, was used of, of older men who led uh, cities, congregations, or communities, um, used in various ways. In fact, it's used in 2 Timothy 3 for one of the offices of the church, an elder, which is synonymous with the office of bishop. But the term here, elder, most likely in the context refers to those that will be listed in, in the remainder of the chapter A better translation, perhaps, will be the ancestors, your forefathers, those who have preceded you. And he gives us a great catalog here. Uh, Now, these elders were men and women who, by faith, trusted and walked with God. In fact, from verse 4 through 7, he presents three of the antediluvian period, those before the flood, Abel, Enoch, and Noah. Then in verse 8 to 22, he presents five of the patriarchal period. Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Then in verse 23 to 31, he presents the Mosaic period. The parents of Moses, Moses, Joshua is implied, not mentioned, Rahab. And then verse 32 to 40, he presents the subsequent period. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. All of these are in chronological order until you get to David and Samuel. They're inverted. Otherwise, they're in chronological order. These were their example. These men were charging them. In fact, in chapter 12, he's going to move on and say, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. What is this? People say, oh, yeah, the witnesses in heaven. No, the witness of the scriptures. We have no excuse. We can't ignore this. And so the elders by faith obtain a good testimony, it says. A good testimony, marturio, means the witness well-attested. One reliable and true regarding what? What's the topic here? Faith. The one approving and attesting to their good testimony of faith is no one but God.
0: Pastor Xavier Reese and the power and importance of true faith a faith that's found in Jesus Christ and Him alone. Be sure to tune in next time when Pastor Xavier brings us the conclusion of this study. But if you can't join him then, you can always pick up your own personal copy of this message titled, We Live by Faith. It's available on CD for only $4. And be sure and share this lesson with a friend in your church or Bible study when you're through. Now, once again, the title to ask for is, We Live by Faith 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This way, we can keep track of the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. Next time, Pastor Xavier shares the reason for life and life everlasting. And that's coming up on the next edition of Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese.